on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What's up guys, it's Andy Frisella And you're listening to the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Told you, you lost the bet Nailed it. Yeah, so we have a we have a <laughs> we have an ongoing bet at every show if I'm gonna get the intro right. Cause for years and years and years I had the MF CEO intro and I sometimes merge those two intros in my brain. Uh and I'm sure Joe, since you lost the bet, you'll probably edit in the wrong intro, but it's all good. Power of the edit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's like uh you you know how like there's that rule in restaurants, like you don't ever treat people that fuck with your food poorly. Uh, same thing with the the same thing with Joe. Joe gets, <laughs> Joe gets anything voice. he wants. He's going to make your voice go up. I, I, swear God, <laughs> I swear to God I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it. Guys, we have a uh, really special guest that you guys, I know for sure, are going to love. I'm going to intro in just one second. Um, before I get into the show, we got a full-length show today. Uh, and we don't normally do that, and I'll explain that in just a second. As to why we're doing that, I'd like to remind you that we do have a fee for the show. And the fee is if you uh, get something... That is a value of the show. If you get a, a new perspective or some new thought points or it makes you laugh or you thought it was, uh, you know, entertaining, whatever you think, uh, we run on word of mouth 100% here. We don't run ads and we don't run ads for the show. So um, do your part. If we if we do good, treat us good. If we don't do good, tell us we suck. I'm cool with that either way. Um, with that being said, I got a special text message yesterday from uh, one of my new good friends. Uh, who has come in, into our, our community here as of late and become a, a, a fan favorite of the Real AF show. Uh, so I'd like to say welcome to my friend Chad Wright. What's up, brother? Well, that means a lot to me, Andy. You know, I'm just a common human with an uncommon desire to succeed, man. But I feel really connected to First Form because, uh, you know, you guys shared this, all of this with me. It's probably been a little less than a year ago. And dude, I've gotten to train so many of y'all's guys out in the back country. You, you've got some of the best people that listen to this show uh, uh, anywhere in the world, man. Thank you, I mean, we have got to train some solid individuals. Um, of course, I talk about you guys everywhere I go. Because here's the thing, Andy. Man, you know, if we can say, if there's one good thing that's come from all the bull crap that's been happening. It's that all the fake, phony frauds are being exposed Dude. and they're becoming irrelevant. <clears throat> that's right. And see, I, I get to hang out in these circles around these Instagram influencers. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know what freaking Instagram was <laughs> two years ago, man. But I get to hang out with these guys that and, and listen to the conversations. And I say, y'all ever heard of my buddy, Andy Frisella? And that you know what people say? Yeah, man, he's got some demons that he's really got to deal with. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, no, bud, he's real. And you're worried that people like us are going to expose your bull crap yeah, because right. you realize you're becoming irrelevant. Yeah. And that's what's happening, oh, man. Dude. And that's why I love you guys, dude. What, what, Y'all the you. best in the freaking business, Dude, man. I just had a conversation. I've had this conversation, I don't know. A dozen times in the last two weeks with people who are who are <clears throat> they keep coming to me and they're and they're like, hey man, why are none of your like why are none of these 
Instagram entrepreneurs talking about what's going on in the world? Why are they still perpetuating or trying to sell their programs? And what's happening here is that people are getting exposed. And a lot of these guys, they don't want to speak about things that are uncomfortable going on in the world because they're afraid it's going to cost them money. And here's what's actually happening. It's what you said. People are tuning out because they're exposing themselves for not caring about what's actually happening and showing themselves that they only care about themselves. Mm -hmm. And bro, these people are making themselves irrelevant by by trying to avoid the very thing that that is actually happening to them, you know, and, uh, you know, Demons. Which is funny because the number one skill you need to learn in life is having the hard conversation. That's it. You got to learn to address those things. Because if you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing. You know you what's funny away. about that too, Sal? Is that, dude, Sal posted a video, his first viral video ever, which was fucking amazing. Outside, many, my, outside my porn, my yeah. homemade porn. You know, that's how we got famous. Those Me and Kim, Kim yeah. Kardashian. Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. you know, that's how I made it. She got how famous. many views on this thing now? Uh I don't know. 1.3 million, 1.4 okay. million. Over a million oh, views. Fuck, all right. Huh? Yeah. Thousands and thousands of comments. Right. And I get these people that, and they come to me every time I say something or every time I have something to say about what's going on, which by the way, I have the right to say anything I fucking want. That's what America is about. And you have the right to think anything you want about it. And we've lost that in this country. We, we are now pandering, not me, but a lot of people are now pandering because they feel like they're going to upset the ship and people are not going to like them. How many uh, positive comments to negative comments did you get? A thousand to one? Easy. I mean, there were, there was, you would scroll through because I don't engage in this. I don't care. You know, like, it's like, hey, listen, you can come in. You call me anything you want. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'll, yeah. I'll read that. I don't give a shit. And I would say for every 700 great comments, there was one. And even the one was neutral. Yeah. It was somebody not willing to take accountability. Well, this, our, our current administration was inherited this problem. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, yeah. like one, we well, didn't talk about that. All that is, is somebody who's attached their identity to, to something. I hate Trump or I hate this, or I I'm pro Biden or I'm pro COVID vaccine, whatever. They've attached their identity to one of these things and they're riding hard on it without the ability to detach and say, maybe I got taken advantage of, or maybe I got fooled, or maybe this happened, or maybe I wasn't told the truth. And so I can understand where people come back to defend themselves. But the thing is, is like, you're not being attacked. Somebody's voicing their opinion and you feel like it's attacking you. That's right. You know, and the reason you feel like it's attacking you is because you're hanging on to something that you probably should let go. Guilt. Yeah. And, and it's funny because dude, I do get that a lot. I get a lot of people who are like, um, these are big people too. Oh, these, yeah. these aren't the, I mean, these yeah. are, these are people that used to have a legit presence, yeah. but they're feeling exposed right well, now. And so that's what I just want to let you know. That's yeah. what they have to say. But about But what's you. funny about um, it, dude, is that, <laughs> yeah, but, um, they're losing and I keep winning. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. And it will content that progression yeah. will continue, man. Right. And that's why I freaking love you guys, man. And yeah. that's why, you know, last time we did this show, Andy told me and Sal both told me, Hey man, next time you're coming back through, you got to open invitation. So I thought, you know what, man, people right now, I, I'm sure you guys get more messages than me, but I'm getting messages and people are losing hope. Mm-hmm. They're legitimately losing hope. And if there's one thing that I freaking care about, man, it's people. It's my brothers and my sisters. Yes, I'm concerned about everything that's going on, but I thought, man, we need to sit down and have a conversation that will hopefully give people some hope because 
No, living without hope is no way to live. And it's con- it concerns me and it grieves me. And I thought, man, what better way than to sit down with some freaking pipe hitters, man, and give some people some hope. So that's what this is all about for me, man. Yeah, well, I'm glad you reached out, dude, because uh, I meant that open invitation. I texted Sal yesterday, screenshot your text. I said, noon tomorrow. He's like, <laughs> let's, <"Yeah."> rock. <laughs> let's do it. I'm honored that yeah. you're in here, Sal. No, listen, man, we, there's, they're very, I don't want Well, Mondays are our days to, to like, we do basically both of us uh, have ev- things going on from literally first thing in the morning till we go to bed on Mondays. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. And then the rest of the week is more towards growth and development. Monday's more towards maintaining what's going on. So like, we don't usually podcast on a Monday, but like. When we'll Chad Wright for Chad Wright. That's right. That's right. You sit down and, and break bread. No, but I think, you know, I told Andrew this yesterday, you know, to return the, uh, you know, the circle jerk here, if you want. The, <laughs> Bro, this is a big group hug. Yeah, this is a big group hug. No, I, I there are, we've, with, with we've had the opportunity to meet a lot of cool people in life, right? And I told him, I said, I think Chad might be the best one we've met. I know just, this. I know that dad is Chad Wright's number oh, one Oh, dude. My, I mean, he came in today. He's like, you know, Chad Wright's here. Yeah. You know, like, my, I'm like, I'm aware, dad. Chad, you know? bro, I got, I be, I've never seen my dad fan out on ever. a human, ever. And he brings you up at least twice a week to me. At least, and he listens to the episode that we did over and over and over again. He, he and he'll come to me and he's like, man, you know, guys like Chad Wright. And he always throws in uh, uh, James Lawrence. He yep. loves James. Yep. And he's like, those kind of guys, don't. that's what America is. America is regular dudes who care about other people. Like he will go into this. My point is. He fucking loves you, bro. Well, you know what else it is, man? Jim is Jim, right? Yeah. yeah. So Jim, I I he I saw him this morning and he said, he he said, Man, I'm getting after it. I'm running again. And I'm utilizing these tools that we talked about on the last podcast. And and here's the thing, man. We, us, we don't teach from theory. We're not gonna tell you anything on this show. We are not freaking philosophers here, dude. So we're not going to tell you anything on this show that has not been proven on the battlefield of life. And all Jim has done is he's taken these simple principles and he's applied them in his life and he sees the result. Mm -hmm. See, and we're not trying to give you a freaking philosophy here, man. Anybody can take what we say and apply it and it's going to change their life and the direction of their life. The problem right? is, Chad, I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And so when they see people that are successful like that, they call them outliers or they say they're lucky or something like that. But I mean, these are laws. I mean, and, and that's it. When, when you put them into practice, things change. Well, <laughs> you know? Dude, the thing is, man, you guys got to remember, dude, <clears throat> a lot of the people growing up, they, they've got zero leadership in their life. Yeah. Zero. A lot of people grow up in a scenario where they feel like they're a nuisance. You know, like they're not even wanted. They're not told they could be anything great. They're they're not, they don't know anybody great. They don't know anybody who's successful. They don't know anybody who's accomplished amazing things. And it's very hard to see that in yourself if you don't know a single other person, right? And that's where the lack of hope comes in is yeah. that when you can't literally see something or have a conversation, and then on top of that, when you do, it's so rare to see that you feel like it is some sort of crazy magical thing yep. that you don't possess inside. And, and this is the thing that I love about what you speak about uh, 
And honestly, this is why I started the MSCO project in 2015. Because, dude, every single successful guy I know, which there's a bunch of them, you know, uh, they're all normal. They got normal. Dude, they fucking struggle, man. They're, it, shit's hard. Like, it's just... They have they have bought into the idea that they don't require some sort of special superpower, and what ends up happening is because you don't quit, you end up developing some superpowers. That's it, man. Yeah, that, that's the foundation of everything. We talked about it last time. Taking quitting off the table, principles like being patient, being present, being deliberate. I just won a race a few months ago. I ran for thirty eight hours straight, one hundred twenty two point one miles. I climbed thirty seven thousand seven hundred feet up. So that's like 7,000 more than Everest and descended 37,700 feet. You want to know how I did it? I was patient. I was present. I was deliberate. And I wasn't going to quit. And I freaking crushed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I have totally hijacked, removed quitting off the table, just so you know. Your saying that, is man. not my saying. I just I just sit on it. <laughs> oh, dude, that, that's but, it, man. But Well, it's all I, the same. It's different ways of saying it. No, like, no, like no, I, I say like zero option mentality. Yeah. It's not an option. No plan B. Like we have to get there and whatever it takes, we've got to get there. Well, and I think that when I, I this weekend, I had an opportunity to speak to a, a little group of individuals and, and I used, you know, remove quitting from the table. That thing that we're, you know, people look for, that fear, that doubt, that scared uh, feeling that you have to not go forward. We all, everybody fucking has that. It's whether you fucking face it and start taking some action and apply that knowledge towards those fears and, mm. and those goals and those dreams. That's the separator. And you're not alone. Like, fuck, man. Like, you know how scary it is to get on the microphone for the very first time? And be like, I fucking hope somebody listens. <laughs> Dude, is this oh, thing you, on? Yeah. <laughs> listen, man. I, listen, I, this is the truth, you know, and it's funny because I don't put on a show. Like I'm not like the reason people say that shit, Chad, is because I don't put on a fucking show. Oh no, brother, you preaching to the choir. When right I pick now. up that phone and I start talking, and I'm and you guys think I'm mad, it's because I am mad. Or I don't. I'm not worried about putting a polished image out for all of you guys to see. Mm -hmm. I use my social like a regular human would use their social. I'm not. I don't see it as a brand. I don't worry about my brand, and my brand takes care of myself by just me being me. And and so. People think, oh, well, he's going crazy, you know, or he's whatever. It's like, no, dude, I'm just like you. I'm just not a, I'm not scared enough to, uh, to keep it in. You know what I'm saying? Up, and the reason I do that, guys, is so that you understand there is not a day that I get out of bed. There is not a fucking day that I, that I wake up and I, and a lot of people are going to judge me for saying this, but there is not a day that I wake up that I don't feel like going back to sleep. Or that I don't that I don't have anxiety about what my day is going to bring. Every single day of my entire life, right now, and for the last I don't know how many years, as long as I can remember back, I wake up and I'm nervous and I'm scared and I'm like, "Fuck, all right, yeah, what do I got to handle today?" And you know what I do? I wake up and I go handle it. No, no, you know what you do? You freaking execute, man. That's it. I, I tell, dude, in the SEAL teams, I was a breacher. All right, and when we would get a target package. I'd gather intel on the breach point. Say it's an exterior wall. I would build a bomb. I would go back into the ready room, build a bomb specifically to breach this wall. We would go out. We would get on target. I'd be the first one in the patrol, right? I'd move up to the breach point. I'd peel the, the hydrogel off the back of this wall charge. It's the sticky stuff, right? I'd place the bomb on the wall. I'd cap my blasting cap in. 
you know, I'd pay my debt cord out back to minimum safe distance and I would look back behind me and I would just see a bunch of sets of green eyes, right? It was my entire team was waiting for three words. And these three words ring through my head every single morning when I get up feeling exactly like Andy feels when he gets up. And the three words are execute, execute, execute. And on the third execute, I would put power to that charge and all freaking hell would break loose and we would crush our enemy. And that's what people don't do. They don't execute. Making a freaking plan is the easy part. I knew how to make the bomb. I had the intel that I needed to get into this target and accomplish my mission. But guess what? I had to wait for those three words. And let me tell you, those three words ring through my head on the daily, man, because I've heard them thousands of times over my comms headset, right? Knowing my entire team was waiting for me to simply execute, execute, execute. And you have to understand if you don't execute on the plan, if you don't get up in the morning when you're feeling tired, scared, you don't know what's going to happen. If you don't execute, you're not just cheating yourself, dude. You're cheating your family. You're cheating your employees. You're cheating your your team, whatever, whatever you're a part of. It's bigger than you, man. So that's what rings through my head every morning, brother. Yeah. And you guys are freaking right on board with that, man. Yeah, dude. And But we have to, you guys listening, like you have to understand that that learning how to do that when you don't want it, nobody wants to do it. That's like it. that's the thing. Like nobody wants to do it. Like I, listen, dude, do you really think I want to wake up and I live in a fucking beautiful house? And I have an awesome life. Yeah, you need to let me come kill some of those deer, too. Bro, you know what? <laughs> Keep going. Emily would probably allow you to do that. <laughs> but but everybody else, no. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. But, like, dude, the, the thing is, is, is that the, the, the people listening, I mean, you guys have to understand this is, this is human. This is a human thing. And when you look at someone and you say that, man or that woman has something that I don't have, you're telling yourself a justification as to why you can't do it. You're talking yourself out of it. And what you need to realize is that they didn't have that ability either. They didn't just, nobody woke up with that shit. They got it from showing up every day and executing over and over and over. And especially when they don't feel like it. And And a lot of people listening right now, they're probably like, well, I never feel like going to work. Okay. Fair enough. You get up every day. You don't feel like going to work. You 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 think you're giving yourself okay this credit. All right. What do you do when you're at work? How well do you execute? Mm. What are you actually a contributing member to the team, or are you just taking up space? Because there's more to it than just showing up. It's showing up and then diligently being good at what you do. Okay. So like a lot of people talk about motivation, or they talk about discipline. No one talks about diligence, right? Diligence is showing up and executing at a high level. Amen, brother. And that's the third part of the equation. We move from motivation, which is, you know, we kind of do shit when we feel like it or when we don't feel like it, to discipline, which is, you know, I do the things that I that I need to do even when I don't feel like doing them, all right, because my discipline is strong. And then we move into diligence, which diligence is, I do what I don't feel like doing very fucking well all the time. 
And this is the three parts of achievement that you have to move through as a human. All right. So we talk a lot about discipline here, but that's because a lot of you guys ain't ready for diligence yet. You know what I'm saying? But think about that. Think about that. Okay. You get up every day. You you don't like your job. You're, you're going against the grain. You got a lot of work to do. Are you going through the motions? Because that is better than the guy that doesn't show up, but it's still not going to get you to where you want to go. Anywhere. That's you it, know? brother. So, and that's, you know, those are some things to think about when you're, when you're sitting there wondering why things are so hard. First of all, it's hard for all of us, man. Like just because somebody lives in a nice house or has a nice business, I would actually argue that their life is really fucking hard because usually they're, at least for me, I wasn't gifted anything. So Sal and I and Chris and Jason and the guys here that, that run this company, it's a 24 hour job, dude. Like it's not like there's free time. I mean, you make the free time you have, Sal, you make like you, like he has to schedule it. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like there's just this float, you know, like and, he's cut, and he's cutting grass. With yeah. That time. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm executing on that shit. This is just a fucking clear. He is diligently. I have diligently fucking that grass. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what, man? It, it, it amazes me. The information that flows through this show, man. Do, do you realize what a corporate, team would pay for this. This is a hundred thousand dollar speech right it's here. Funny, man. It's funny. This is a hundred thousand dollar speech. Sal, preach, Sal, Mr. Chad. It's unbelievable, man. Sal, Thank you. Sal and I may or may not be putting something together. Yeah. This is it. There, there are, there are no, we're not giving you any secrets because this isn't, none of this is secret. Bro. There's, there's no way you, you can't cheat the process. Right. But this is it. What you just talked about, Andy, that progression between motivation, discipline, diligence, execute, execute, execute. That's it, man. That, that really is it. And I think, on t- so it's funny, even before you started talking, I, you know, everybody thinks it's massive action, but it's small bites. And the reason I said wrote that is because, you know, just like your race, 38 hours, right? 38 hours? Yeah, 38 hours. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. You know what one, I mean? One it's mile not how time, fast dude. your miles were. It's consistently putting one foot in front of the other in life and success. I think the one observation I have of all successful people is not only are they very extremely disciplined, they show up every motherfucking day with consistency, with effort, with intention to execute that game plan every day. Like mm-hmm. it's no, no days off. I just fucking show up. I mean, I'm Saturday, Sunday, you, you guys you walk in this fucking building. My fucking fat ass is sitting in an office. I still have shit to do. Who, who, I, we haven't, I've been here every single day since it's open. Yeah. I mean, Every single day that I wasn't out of town, including Christmas Day, I was we here. We were both here Christmas Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's not. I don't say that. So, by the oh, way, I love it. Yeah, it's not pat yeah. on the back. It's like I got shit to do. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's an yeah. important process. It's it's not massive action to do, but there are things that need to get done every day. You know what, dude? I like the way we do shit. Like I like the days that we come in here on Christmas or Thanksgiving or this, and we'll see half the team in here. That's right. And we get to spend time. Those are our family, dude. Yeah. Like it. I to me, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I know that sounds like crazy to some people, but like for me, I love that. No, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So chat, go ahead. Yeah, I want to ask a question to you guys. Um, so you guys talk about like, you know, would you rather have, lose a no, dollar no, or a thousand dollars? Not that question. <laughs> no, I but, ain't got but, the 500 but, on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we talk about, you know, like most people don't know one truly successful person around them. Right? Like, yeah. so, so what would you, how would you guys answer like to that person? How do I find that person? Like, how do I, you so, know what I'm saying? So I'll give you how my dad did it. So, so my dad, when he ran a business, you know, everybody thought he was ultra, ultra successful. He was moderately successful, man. He ran a nice business. He made a nice income. 
And then he sold his business and, and then he lost what he had sold it for and had to start over. And my dad always spoke highly of other men and women that were more successful than him. So when Sal and I were young and we would go somewhere and we would meet, like, let's say, um, you know, uh, a real estate developer or somebody who had done something really big. My dad, he always did this. And I can remember, you probably remember this too. He would point at the guy's car. He would show us his car. This is probably where the car thing comes from. And he'd be like, man, look, that guy's got a Bentley. You know what he does? He works really fucking hard. He did this, 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 this. And he'd tell us the story behind this person's success. And it would always be positive. It was always, it was never like, oh yeah, he's, that guy must be a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's <laughs> he's very wealthy, but he, but he cheated or something. Like it was never like that. It was always, he positively reinforced success into our brains by doing that. And, and, you know, to do that, by the way, um, you have to squash a lot of your ego because like, dude, nobody likes to look at someone and say, yeah, see to your own sons, think about that to your own sons and say, Hey, that guy, he's done a lot more than me and he's killing it. And you should try to be like that. Like that takes a squashing of an ego. And, and really, if we're talking about all this, you know, all of what's going on in the world, it's all, it's all attributed to ego right now. Okay. It really is. Um, we can get into that in a minute. But the point is, is that I think for parents that have children, I think the first thing that you can do, um, besides buy my children's book, shameless plug. <laughs> all right. Um, but seriously, uh, the books do help with that because that was the point of them to give you the tools to teach your children. But the thing that you could do is to make sure that you're highlighting other people that are successful and reinforcing the good and the work and the things that they did. You know, and the good thing is too, DJ. That's super important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, bro. Because because that's how they're going to think about money for the rest of their life. Right. They're either going to see it as you had to cheat to get it, or uh, you had to do wrong to get it, right. or you had to do uh, shady things to get it, or you worked hard to get it and you did honorable things. And so, you know, selecting people who uh, represent that is easier to do than ever because we have the internet. All right. Like when Sal and I grew up, like there was no there. Listen, I know this is hard to understand. There was no Internet. Like, what? yeah, there was no there was a phone on the wall that had a little circle on it. And like you, you know, like I can't even explain it. To Have you ever seen that, a video of them trying to teach a kid or show a kid how to use a phone? No, back then? Oh, it's hilarious. No, but like you remember grandma's head. Of course, yeah. the pink phone on the wall. Yeah. But so, I, there's an important piece, though, to, to dad's story there, because he always said you could do that, too. Yeah, always. You could do that, too. You could do that. No matter what, you could do that if you work hard. You could get you could have that, too, if you work hard. And that's that was like, dude, I can remember him driving us through neighborhoods of nice houses and pointing at the nice houses and say, OK, that's a that's a five hundred thousand dollar house. You got to make one hundred thousand dollars a year to afford that house. And every time he pointed something out, he taught us what it took to get it. And that was something that honestly, I think, made all the difference in the world for him and I. Um, and, and dude, you know, without the Internet, it was hard to do. Right. Like you had to get in your car and go and like meet people and see this. And, and dude, we were very fortunate to have that. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Now we have the Internet where you can choose people to look at or examine. And, you know, you have to be very careful about who you pick, because as we were talking about earlier, a lot of people are putting on a show. Right. And, and the best thing about what's going on in the turmoil. And I agree with you, Chad. Uh, the, the two good things that are happening right now is one, the fucking people that only care about themselves are being completely exposed 
even, and by the way, these are not like ultra patriotic people that are no. messaging me. These are normal people who are saying, man, how come so-and-so isn't speaking out? Yep. How come this person isn't saying anything? Why are they so quiet? And those people don't understand that those conversations are happening behind the scenes and it's diminishing them it's in everything. these people's eyes. And they're going to learn a hard lesson, just like the companies that enforce vaccine mandates where 80% of the people are against that uh, being forced in to go to a restaurant or whatever. You guys will be remembered for the rest of your life as the fucking Nazi people. That's it. All right. So we, the good things that have happened is one, the truth has come out and it's coming out more and more every day Two, relationships like this have started to form. Okay. We've, my circle has never been stronger. My friends, I've never been more proud of the friends that I have. The yep. people who have gotten close that have gotten closer to this year um, are much better friends to me than the friends I had two years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. And so we're starting to realign with people who truly believe in what we believe and align with what we align, which is a great place to be. Now it's important to say to that, you don't want everybody thinking the same thing that you think. You don't want ever. This, this is not to say that everybody has to agree with everything that you know you say. It's your perspective. That's right. And healthy discussion is healthy yep. for relationships. You know, some of the best relationships that I've ever had in my life. I hated those people when I first met them. For real, dude. My business partner Chris. When I first met him, I fucking hated him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like me either. You know why? Because we played the same fucking sport, the same positions. And we were both pretty good and we were, and he was better, but we competed. And so like, dude, but eventually through that competition, a bond formed that is not breakable. It's not breakable. You know what I'm saying? And that comes from competition or disagreement. You know, some of the best relationships I've had have been where I've like, dude, literally DJ knows this. Cause we get people all the time who, you know, they'll, they'll message in and they'll say, Hey, Andy, you know, um, I don't agree with this and this and this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 so I'll voice them back, right? And I'll say, okay, well, I I I can appreciate that. You know, here's where I'm coming from. And we end up having a two or three minute back and forth discussion. And those people end up being the biggest supporters I fucking have. Yeah. That's it, brother. Yeah. And we don't agree. We don't have to agree. But what we do have to agree on is basic fundamental issues here in this country, like freedom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So surround so surround yourself with people that you think can beat you. That's what that young man right there is all about. Chili. Yeah. Chili. I met Chili. He beat me by two hours at a hundred mile race that I was there to win. Damn. And I said, I want this dude in my inner circle. Yeah. Because guess what? He might beat me. And we do team PT every Wednesday, right? And he's there and we go head to head and we're the only ones that can hang with each other. But you have to do that. See, my job, what I do to my opponents is I try to convince them that they can no longer win. That last race I did, it got down to me and one other guy. His name was Luke. And Luke looked over at me and he said, Chad, it's just me and you. What do you want to do about this? And I said, Luke, I'm going to be quite honest with you, brother. We can stay out here and run for as long as you want. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is, I am not going to lose this race. And in that moment, I crushed his freaking soul, man. I convinced him that he could not beat me. I can't convince him that he can't beat me. You can't convince me 
that I can't beat you. Yeah. I'm coming for you, son. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm coming for you, but guess what that's going to do? Make me better. It's going to make you that's better right. than you could ever have been Dude. if it wasn't for an old boy from Northwest Georgia coming for you. My objective is to take over the freaking world, man, yeah. under the banner of Christ, of course. But hey, I'm coming. Yeah. And that's how we get better surrounding ourselves with people like that, man. Dude. And that's what the great thing about competition too. People shy away from competition, right? Like everybody, like this is the, dude, the whole reason I started the MFCEO project is because I realized with the participation trophy culture that we had a real problem brewing. By the way, it was very evident. I was fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) So it pays uh, to be a winner, son. It yeah. pays to be a winner. So I started that podcast with that in mind, you know, about, listen, guys, we have to embrace competition. Dude, some of the competitors to our business are some of my best fucking friends. Do I want to beat them? Yeah, I do. But I also want to show them how to win yeah. so that I can have someone to push me along. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, him and I compete without saying it all the time. That's it, like, man. dude, I get up in the fucking meeting eight weeks ago. Will, our guy, Will, who's a badass, by the way, uh, you'll like this. I, you probably know this. I think we might've told you. He decides after uh, you come in here, he's like, I'm going to run hundred miles a day. Yeah. He went out and ran it. No music. No. And he ran loops around our building. That's, epic, That's brother. it. And dude, Holy no smart. music, no iTunes, no fucking anything. He went out and ran a hundred miles in one day. That's legit. Yeah, bro. I'm going to have him on the show to talk about it too. Heck yeah, man. But the point is, is that dude, Will was giving a speech at our, at our, at our Monday meeting. And, you know, it's Monday morning. Everybody's kind of, you know, I, I don't know what it was that day, but I think everybody went out drinking or something the night before, but it, it just wasn't going well. And Will's a great speaker. <laughs> all right. True or not true. It's true. I was out of town. I was okay. watching. It's definitely right. true. Yeah. yeah. So Will, Will's kind of like, you know, kind of smoke stinking up the room a little bit. And so, dude, I'm like, I got to do something. <laughs> like, I'm like, so, Will, I know you're listening to this, bro. I had to pick you up, dude. So I just get up and I look at it. He's talking about the trend. So we have this eight-week transformation contest. And like, dude, these dudes are all half my age, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they're all. Literally. Yeah. and Yeah, which is fucked up. But <laughs> it's weird how that actually happens to you. Yeah. Uh, but I stand up and I'm like, uh, like, I could tell, like, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get do the transformation. I stood up. I'm like, hey, you motherfuckers, I will beat every one of your motherfucking asses. And I was serious, dude. Like they started laughing. Oh, the whole, they were laughing. Yeah. They started laughing. And I said, you think I'm fucking joking? I'm fucking serious. And not, and I I made a bet with the whole company. I said, hey, any of you that beat me in the next eight weeks for a body transformation, I'll give you a thousand bucks. 123 people signed up for the list. I got a list here in my phone that says Andy's ass kicking list. All right. <laughs> and every one of those motherfuckers is on it. And guess what? I'm the best shape I've ever been in my life. That's it, man. I'm 42 years old. I'm the best shape I've ever been in my life because I challenged those people and they've been in here every day. There's there's a hand. Most of them already quit. All right. Let's be real. There's a handful out here that are still hanging in, working their asses off. And I see them in there and I'm like, fuck, I gotta get back to work. That's and, the best. And that gift. has made me. That's it. Sal, have I ever been in this kind of shape? No. Or even close to it? And the thing is, is that drive that they're giving it to you. I love it. It's forcing you to get better. (laughs) Like, dude, I have to. That's the beauty of fucking competing. Yeah, dude. It's also the beauty of being able to check your ego and compete. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's a good point, dude. To even get in the competition, you have to. Dude, for a long time. See, I try to stay away from competition here in the office because I am a competitor, dude. And like, I'm not friendly about it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like if we're in the middle. See that, DJ? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? No, like I'm oh. at a basketball tournament. I'm oh, yeah. Some dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, dude, if we're going to go against each other, I'm here to fucking win, dude. I'm and, out there with you, brother. Yeah, and afterwards we can be friends, but I am here to crush you. Yep. And so I try to stay out of competition here because, like, I get heated, dude. And, uh, but so I was venturing into waters I haven't been in in a while when I did that. And I walked out of the meeting. I'm like, fuck, dude. I wonder how many people I'm going to have to fucking fire. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to get pissed. But the truth is, I've done everything I could. I've ate every meal perfect. I've trained every training session as hard as I could. And you know what? If someone beats me, they fucking earned it. And I can deal with that. Hey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, the be, be friends thing, not right afterwards. The be friends thing is like yeah. a couple days yeah, later. Yeah, you got to reestablish Yeah, like it. I yeah. fuck you for a while. Yeah. Dude, Dad's you see, talk about how he's going to dominate. I'm sitting there, well, you better pack your motherfucking lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm oh, coming yeah, at yeah. you. I'm like, hey, what, coming over here? Dude, what, what interests me about that story is you incentivized your team members with this $1,000. Yeah, they didn't what, need it. What, what they don't understand yeah. is what they're getting out of this is much more valuable than the $1,000 could ever be. The growth, the best gift that we can give one another is, is the best of ourselves against one another on the field of battle, man, in competition. Yeah. That's it, brother. Dude, I love that, man. It, that is, I've never even thought of it that way. That is exactly the truth. Yep. We all, I, what is it, what is so it? So quit shying away from that crap, Andy. Yeah, I know. I got to start. Come on, man. Well, I got to start reminding. Listen, dude, I can't demoralize everybody all the time, man. I got to keep the culture good <laughs> Oh, don't here. worry. Somebody's going somebody's to come along to humble you, brother. Hey, That's don't right. you worry. I've been, I've, been, I've been at this for a few years now. They still ain't showed up. Right, they're coming, so. brother. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, listen, I do want to I do want to change gears because we were on such a before we turned the show on Chad showed up yesterday or text Andrew yesterday, sent us a text. We're going to do the show. And they were coming in from the West and they were coming in from Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah. 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 And you guys made a 14 hour ride through and you're getting ready to tell us about some camping ex expedition Dude. and how you you may have earned $500 or something from some guy that is in a campsite. Look, brother, my <laughs> look. <laughs> No, that's, what, the, that's what Chili's for. That's, oh, that's the other thing Chili does. I can't yeah. wait to hear this story. Hey, man. Like, we got to talk about this. Look, man, me and Chili's long hair can't cover up our rednecks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a Suburban. My Suburban's still clicking, man. So we're rolling out through Missouri in, in our Suburban. And the way me and Chili travel, we only own four days worth of clothes, right? We've been gone for two weeks. I mean, we smell like mashed up butthole. I'm so thankful <laughs> for this clean shirt right now. All right. But the way we roll is we just look for little signs on the side of the interstate that says like conservation area. And so and, and we'll just pull up in the woods, man, and we'll just pitch a tent right out there by the car. Right. So we do that here in Missouri. Look, man, this is a weird place. Uh, <laughs> dude, we're back in the cut, man. Like, well, everybody from Missouri is shaking their head. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird yeah. place, dude. That's mile marker 130. Yeah. <laughs> you seen that movie, Something About Mary, you know? <laughs> we pull into this place, man, and we we get pretty deep, right? Uh, we're, we're back, way back in the woods. This thing's like three or 4,000 acres. And so we pitch our, our tents up, right? And we're getting ready for bed, and I holler at my man Chili. See, he got a uh, weapon issued at the beginning of this mission. And I said, Chili, you got your duty weapon? He said, no, man, it's in the car. 
I said, well, Chili, <laughs> what is that? Is that weapon going to do you any good in a in a locked car tonight if you wake up and there's a freaking weirdo standing here in our in our camp? And he said, well, no. And he gets he's sleeping on a freaking Vietnam air cot. Literally, he folds this cot out and it it disintegrates a little more and more every time <laughs> he folds it out. Open air. OK, so he gets up, gets his weapon, gets back and no more than he gets in his cot. He says, well, daggone, here comes somebody. And, dude, we're deep. Like, ain't nobody got no business back here where we're at. This is our yard, dude. We, we did that yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And, and so here comes this cat, man. He eases by our campsite. He's in a little hatchback Mazda. And he drops down off this big embankment. And um, we're like, well, daggone, that was weird. And uh, I started looking at the map. I'm like, well, there's nowhere this guy can go. He can't get it, go out that way. So I said, Chili, we're not going to bed until this guy gets out of here. We're sitting there for about 10 minutes, and we see his headlights coming up through the woods, right? And we think, all right, he's going to ride on by. This is like 3 in the morning, man. And uh, he gets probably 100 meters from our campsite in the woods, cuts his car off, cuts his headlights off, and just sits there. And I'm like... It's about to go down. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I've always... Execute, execute, execute. <laughs> I have always wanted a, a kill on a, a, a good kill on American soil. I mean, legal, a legal shoot. And I thought this was going to be it right here, son. <laughs> so the moon is shining. It's a full moon, right? And so I, I go into Navy SEAL mode, dude. I got my duty weapon, chili arms up. Chili ain't got many arms, but <laughs> and uh, and so we ease up into the shadows, man. And and we got weapons out. We're waiting on this dude to get out of his vehicle and just kind of ease around into our campsite. We were going to confront him. Well, we sit and sit, sit. Nothing happens. This dude's just sitting in his freaking car, looking at us. And uh, I tell Chili, I'm like, dude, we got two options here. We can either go confront this dude, or I'll hold security while you pack camp up. We'll get in the rig and we'll roll out. And he said, well, Chad, I don't think we should confront this dude because Chili knows, Chili knows how I get, man. <laughs> I, I, I get freaking, I get sideways real quick. And uh, he made the right decision. We, I hold security. He packs up. We get in the rig. We turn out to go out of this place. I intentionally turn and shine my lights. This dude is literally still just sitting upright in his vehicle staring at us. Have no clue. I, I assume he was waiting for us to go to sleep, not knowing who we were, obviously. Yeah, he thought you were Waiting just for some, us to go to sleep so he dudes. could come in and freaking murder us or rob us. And um, we ended up getting out of there, dude, and uh, we hauled balls all the way to freaking Kansas City, past Kansas City, I think, and uh, finally ended up getting a hotel room. See, I can't <laughs> sleep in a hotel room. I sleep better on the ground than I sleep on a bed. Hmm. I'm a freaking heathen, man. Well, yeah, I'm so. sure there's reasons for that. Yeah. Well, I was sitting there thinking, well, welcome to Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Methamphetamines are a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Did the guy's eyes, were were they like this by chance? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he welcome. was messed up, dude. Yeah. That's wild. So little yeah. did he know, he's probably telling a story right now. Yeah, man. I almost had these guys. It's like, no, man, you were about to be scalped. Yeah, yeah. right. right. <laughs> wow. It's been a trip, man. It's oh, been a ride, fuck. brother. Well, I'm so, glad the uh, you know the good Midwest hospitality took care of you. You know, you yeah, make man. sure you're treated it, correctly. We, we're That's not, probably just want to give you a hug or something, dude. 
Oh yeah, I'm sure did that's he, all. He <laughs> yeah. Did he have a banjo? Uh, no, he didn't have a banjo. <laughs> no banjo. If he would have busted the banjo out, we would have went down there and, and hung out with him <laughs> for a little while. That's right up our alley, brother. Oh, oh man. shit! So these are the type of the relationships you get to have during you know when shit hits the fan. You know, you figure out who your real friends are. That is the truth, dude. I'm with you, you dude. You 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 meet people by telling the truth. You meet people that contribute to your life tremendously. And, you know, it, it's weird to me watching people online right now who are still afraid of, like, just saying what they think. Like, dude, do you guys not understand that that's the point? The point is they want you to feel alone. They want you to feel scared. They want you to feel like you can't say what you want. And, you know, the minute you, the minute you hop off the fence and you say, all right, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe. Are you going to get some people that disagree? Sure. But you're not going to have to live in fear anymore. That's it, brother. You don't have to live in fear anymore. Like you don't have to wonder, like I don't, I don't post shit or say shit and think, man, I wonder if these people are not going to like it. I already know they're not going to like it. So I don't <laughs> give a fuck. And like, dude, it's very freeing. And like, I see so many people in my DMS right now in the current state of the world who are afraid that, their neighbor or their aunt or their so-and-so is going to give them some shit. Well, fuck, dude, if you're legitimately nervous about what's going on in the world and you think that you should say something or do something, do you, don't you think it's more important than what your fucking detached from reality aunt has to say about it? You see what I'm saying? 100%. Like, bro. dude, it's a freeing thing. Like, when you stand for who you are, people really can't fuck with you because it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people right now, just talking, talking like Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, right? I don't. Did you, did you, did you see that? You probably didn't see it. There, mm. There's a fight. You know? Do you know that happened? No. Okay. I didn't think <laughs> it did. So I've been living in the woods. I know. Up, man. So Jake Paul, who has a, a, a been known for his whole life as an influencer, uh, started really young, uh, and Tyron Woodley, who was a five-time UFC champion, uh, fought in a boxing match last night, and. Uh, it was a great fight, by the way. Super entertaining. Um, I A lot of, you know, after every boxing match, everybody's got shit to say. I was proud of both of them. I thought they both fought good. Uh, Jake's only been boxing three years. Tyron's not really a boxer. He's an MMA guy. They're both into something new. They, they, they met and they entertained the world, right? Like millions of millions and millions of people watched it. And I see all these people talking shit on both of them today, either side. And I'm like, man, like, you guys don't understand. Like these people don't give a fuck that you're talking shit on them. Like they are doing their life. They're doing big things. And think about you sitting there as somebody who's not doing anything sort of even like what these two men have done. And you're criticizing them or talking about how they motherfucker get in the game, get in the game. Because if you get in the game, then you'll realize like there's actual mutual respect between the people who are competing. You know, Tyron and Jake, they might not like each other right now, but I bet you before time is over, they will be great friends. I guarantee it. And I know both the guys, so I know they're both good dudes. You know, a lot of people talk about Jake. They say, oh, he's this or that. Motherfucker, that's a character. This dude is smarter than you and you like don't get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, I wrote a post a little while ago about you know, there's 50 people on a football field and 50,000 in the stands. That's it. You know, and the 50 people on the field, they don't give a fuck what the person in the stands. Oh, you should have worked harder. Oh, you should have threw the football over there. What, motherfucker, you ain't throwing the football. I am. Right? Yeah. You know, and I think that 
that understanding that fear of what the people in the stands are going to say about you is an inherent thing that happens in life, specifically now because it's a little bit controversial. You're worried about what some person who you don't fucking know on the internet is going to say to you. Why? Well, what the a lot of these people, they're afraid they're going to lose dollars. But what they That's don't exactly understand is a fundamental point of, of business is that you cannot have 100% of the people like you. It's just not reality. Like, no matter how docile, how polite, how courteous, how kind of a human you are, uh, Mother Teresa had motherfuckers that hated her. Hated her. Okay? There's people who have done tremendous things in, in life who have created all of these good things that people... Dude, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Okay? So when you do anything, there's already half the people that don't like you just because of the way you look, the way you talk, the way you, the, the what you think, what they think about you that probably isn't even true. What they heard about right. you. Yeah. So, so in a business sense, like what these influencers and businesses are doing is actually alienating the people that believe on them and count on them to lead. We are in a time right now where we need fucking leaders in this country. And these people have clearly chosen a dollar or a perceived or perceived dollar over the more important aspect of humanity is that we need leaders to lead us through tough times. That's just a fact. Yeah. I, I mean, I went to dinner last or Saturday night with a friend and he said, well, aren't, weren't you nervous about making that post and losing business? No, not at all. In fact, if you read through the comments, there's about a hundred or 200 people said, I'm only buying first form supplements from here on out because we stand for something. But secondarily, like, that's not why you did it, though. No, I didn't fucking. Yeah. I did it because that's how I feel. Yes. If you choose not to shop with me because my opinion fucking offends you, I can you, deal well, with that. My, yeah. Well, and you're not my fucking core customer anyway, bro. That's it, man. That's it, dude. And that's okay. Like you want, then go support who you want to support. That's right. That's it. And this, I think this, this ain't nothing new, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, look. We have the ultimate example in Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ literally changed the construct of the entire world. For the rest of human history with 12 fishermen. Yeah. And guess what happened to him for it? He was He killed. was crucified. That's right. That's it, man. That's this right. is uh, this is this knowledge, this is ancient stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, we're just giving you a reminder here. Yeah. That's all we're yeah, doing. Yeah, there's nothing profound here. Yeah. That's it, a fact, but, dude. But you know, it truth is truth. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about it. This 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 lesson is going to apply to anyone and everyone. From here on out. Well, Chad, I'll tell you what, man. Like, I, I know you feel this way. Just I, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I am 99.9% .9 certain. Um, you understand that there's things that are worse than dying. Oh, Lord, yeah. Like not standing for who you are or not being true to yeah. yourself or not having courage and not doing fighting for the things that are right and good and just in this world. If that ends up costing me everything, I can deal with that. But what I can't deal with is sitting on the sidelines, watching bad things happen to people who don't deserve it and not say a fucking word about it. I just can't do it. I can't do it. And so people may not like the political. Actually, what's funny is that's not even true. The truth is the shows I post about these opinions are the most listened to shows. Yeah. So the proof is in the statistics. Yeah. But the point is, is there are so many people out there living in purgatory because they're afraid. They're afraid to, to say. No, they're not living. No, that's right. There you go. They're, they're dying in purgatory. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And, and here's, I have a I have a very unique piece of um, knowledge here. 
I can't die. I can't die. I'm going to live eternally. Like when you grasp that, you become an unstoppable force. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at, brother. Dude, I get it. I get it. I'm, I may not be as exactly where you are because I, I don't have the same experiences. You know, it's always funny that you and I became such good buddies, Andy. Why is because, that? man, we talk totally different. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that in a lot of people's minds, that conflicts. They, I, I've yeah. had people message me that say, I can't believe you go on and, and have a conversation with Andy the way he talks. And I'm like, what are you freaking talking about, man? You you're a beautiful human being, man. Thank you. Like uh, you know, it's it, it's just it well, freaks people out. Dude. It's, a, it's an it's an amazing example <laughs> of how we can work together, Bro, man. And that's it, man. And like, dude, I, DJ and I were talking about this on the ride to work today. Like, I don't give a shit where you come from, dude. I don't care if you're black or if you're fucking Asian or if you're uh, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter. What matters that's is if we can talk and hang out, be cool and have a conversation without saying, hey, fuck you, you piece of shit, because you used curse words. But like, isn't that the beauty of life? Dude, yes. The beauty of life yeah. is understanding the other's struggle and the other's perspective and the other's story and the other's journey and then sharing it. it. Like when you live in an echo chamber of just people who think the same way you do and you can only live in the environment the same way they do, like you are short-sighting your own experience of life. Man, that's like, the truth. Life is so, it's so beautiful and fucked up, right, in the same time, but- Going in and actually experiencing somebody else's story is like, wow, it's fucking awesome. That's it. Which is what makes this so cool. It's like, you are totally different than us. And it's so fucking awesome yeah, but also because we're really different. the same. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's like, God damn, if we, everybody would just stop, take a look around and be like, you know what? Well, they're not told that anymore. You know, we were told that growing up. Yeah. Our, our people our age yeah. were told that growing up. Hey, it doesn't matter what someone looks like. What matters is what they represent or how they, how, you know, are they a good person? Do they do the right thing? Their character traits. We were taught that. People now are not taught that anymore. They're What's taught it? that people who have virtuous character and genuine, genuinely in real life, they're, they're faking it because they have guilt or um, they're unaware. They don't know how oppressed they are or, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're bought into white supremacist culture. Like there's all these justifications to diminish people's, uh, genuine qualities that they would have that makes people doubt each other. That's it, a tactic. Though. Yes. It, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, yeah, that's yeah. all that is. They're being taught that for a reason. Yeah, it's, it all ties into identity politics and we're all different and we all, you know, secretly behind closed doors, they don't like you and you don't like that. That's all bullshit guys. It's, it just is. Pivoting a little bit. Cause I'm curious you're here. We got all this stuff in Afghanistan going on. You have uh, a way different perspective than we do as civilians. I'd love to just, can you walk us through what you think is going on and what you think is happening so that maybe we have a different insight or a different perspective? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know that I can offer a different perspective. I, I think if you have any common sense, you're looking at the situation through almost an identical lens that I am. And the situation in Afghanistan specifically is quite obviously an absolute atrocity. Um, tactically, it's just, it's mind boggling. Uh, the, the, it, these are all conversations that are being had. Obviously we're making deals with the, 
with a terrorist group called the Taliban. Did we forget who the Taliban was? I, I know I haven't forgotten no. who they, in, in the beginning, that it was the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. That, that's who we were at war with. And, and so it's an absolute atrocity. Uh, now, I'm looking for, for like, for hope, right? I, I, I talked about that before. And so all these conversations about what's happening in Afghanistan, they're all the same conversations. Those of us that have common sense and are true red-blooded Americans, we see this through the same lens. My service doesn't really give me a unique perspective. You guys are tacticians. You applied the same tactics in this business that we applied on the battlefield. You guys can see through the same lens as me. Here's the thing. Here, here's my here's my take on this, on everything as a whole that's going on. Um, the the human race is absolutely hopeless. There is no. I read this book called the Bible, and the entire Bible is telling us one thing: that we have no hope. As soon as sin entered the human race, entered this equation, it began a cycle. And the cycle is things get really bad because we as as humanity are inherently evil. Things get really bad, right? And then some good men stand up and it resets. But see, all we can do is buy time. We can never fix this problem. Do you think that this situation that we're facing overseas here in this nation, do you think this is unique to us? No, it's this, hap- this is not unique to it's us. It's happened on an 80 year cycle over and over and That's over again. That's exactly right. Yeah. So all we have the ability to do is to buy some time. Now I say there's no hope for humanity. That doesn't mean that we should stop trying to improve this world, our nation, and our lives for future generations. We shouldn't stop trying, right? So those are, that's a whole nother set of solutions, right? I say there's no hope. All we can do is buy time. The only hope that we have, the only hope that we have is trusting in who Jesus Christ said he is, trusting in what he did, receiving him, as our Savior, and allowing Him to come in. The Holy Spirit dwells within me. And here's the problem. It's the human heart, right? It's the human heart. That's why we can only buy time, because the human heart is tainted. It's, it's, it's marred. It's not what it was created to be. What happens when you receive Jesus Christ is you receive something called the Holy Spirit, all right? The Holy Spirit comes into you and changes your heart, which is the only permanent fix for any human on earth. Your heart has to be changed, okay? Now, when that happens, you become a new creation, all right? Now, obviously, not everyone on earth is going to receive this free gift that our God, our creator, gives us. And I want to make a caveat here. I'm not a Baptist I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm not a Catholic. I'm not a Presbyterian. You know what I am? I'm a Christian. And you know why I'm a Christian? Because I picked up this book one time, and it's the bestseller in the entire world. 
number one bestseller of all times. And that book made sense to me from the first sentence to the last sentence. The first sentence tells me in the beginning, that's time. God, our creator, created the heavens, that's space and the earth, that's matter. It told me in the first sentence something that made sense to me. The three elements that create the universe, time, space, and matter, were explained in the first sentence. All right? And all the way through this book, it makes total sense to me. And that's why I believe the way I believe. Now, everybody's not going to take that on board. But let me tell you what my solution is right now. My solution, I am more driven to convince you logically and also through my testimony that this is the only answer. I am more driven right now to point people to Christ than I have ever been in my whole life. And we said one good thing has come out of this. Well, the other good thing that's come out of all this bull crap is it has literally set me in motion to where that's all, that is my mission is to lead you to Christ so that you can have a change of heart, which is the only solution, man. Now, other than that, for those of you that choose not to receive that, that's cool with me, all right? We can have another conversation on the side. Hit me up, whatever, all right? The the hard conversation to have is what do we do right now to buy us more time, all right? I've got plenty of buddies out there right now, Eli Crane. Uh, there's a whole, a whole stream of, of team guys that are running for political office. I commend them for that because they're a lot like you, Andy, and you, Sal. They don't have to do that. They, they're, they're set, man. They've got a great business financially. They're, they're independently wealthy. They don't have to go and run for political office. I commend them for that. But here's the thing. I don't think that, I, I honestly don't think that's a valid solution. I, I really don't. I think that this system that we're currently being enslaved by, it, it's going to have to at some point be torn down from the ground up and rebuilt. Now that's a lot more complex. That 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 that's not a that doesn't come through chaos, right? Right. But it it is going to have to be torn down, rebuilt from the ground up, and that's going to buy us what maybe another two or three hundred years. Yeah. That that's gonna. But you know what? When that happens. I'm dreading that day if I'm here because a lot of people are going to die. Mm -hmm. Maybe even me mm -hmm. if I'm here. It, it's not going to be pretty. And I want to respect your platform. I don't want to go too off the rails on no, this. No, but, tell, but tell the truth. It, 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 yeah. it, it's for me. We're here for your opinion. At, at yeah. this point, going and trying, like, because I even thought about maybe running for governor or, or Congress or something like that, but going and trying to operate within the confines of the current system, I just don't see how you can make any real and permanent change where we are right now. I just, everything is, you're just going to hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, man. Um, you know, and and ultimately, I think that's what what's going to have to happen to buy some more time. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong, dude. Um I, I think that it still can be done within the confines. I think what we're seeing right now is a the result of generations of apathy for America. 
meaning, and here's what I mean. I think there's a lot of people that love America, right? They, I love America, but they're not serving America in any way. Yeah. Right. And so we have a lot of people, generations of people who have put their head down, um, run their lives, you know, built their, built their lives, uh, built a good career, maybe a business. Uh, they've raised their kids. They've done all these things and they have forgot to give back in that civic way. Um, and that's why we have so many problems. If we have generations now of the way I describe it is apathy, right? We trust, we've trusted that the parent or that the teachers would teach our kids properly. We've, we've trusted that the politicians would figure it out. The problem is, is that we have so many of these people who have gone into office and be, become corrupted by the way that things are, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, we have, they, we, we have so many different ways of, of benefiting from being in public office, which is supposed to be public service uh, off the books, right? So everybody, they get in there and then, you know, maybe you have a virtuous person, let's just say a man or a woman, they come in, they have all the good intentions in the world. Because what I'm getting to here is what we really need is people that can't be bought to go into office. This is what we need. Um, that, that will fix it. Well, yeah, that, that that's going right. to be a, that, but that's, that's, that's going to be a restructure. That's yeah. going to restructure that's a the big whole ask. system. Yes. And that's what I'm talking and about. And I think it can be done within the system without tremendous violence. And I think we are at a point now where that can be accomplished if people stand up now. Meaning, you know, and I'm not saying everybody out there has to go uh, run for governor or Senate or Congress or anything like that. But you should take some interest in your PTA meetings. You should go to... Uh, your county, your county meetings to talk about certain issues that you deem they're important. Those things haven't happened from uh, they've only been happening on the far left side for for 25 yeah. years. And the rest of America has said, man, this place is great. It's going to be great. Everybody's going to be cool. It's going to work. And guess what? We got a lot of shit taken from us by because we took our eye off the game. You know why everybody feel that that's spot on, man. Yeah. And, and it's because we all have these pacifiers, man. Oh yeah. We, look, I, I yeah. heard a I heard a very influential um, person was asked a question the other day. What would it take for you to get into politics? And this individual answered and said, oh, it would have to become complete chaos because right now it's not that bad because we still all have our iPhones and we have all have plenty of food to eat and we we have all these luxuries. It's not that bad. Well. I, I respectfully disagree with that. Yes, it is that bad. This nation no longer represents even a shell of what it was formed to be. I, I, I mean, really. No, I agree. And, and so what, 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 what my answer to that question would be is, well, all these little pacifiers we have, they're never going to go away. It's not, it's not ever going to get to the point where you don't have all your little creature comforts, right? Because the the powers that be well, are going to they're make, betting on this. They're going to make sure that you are comfortable, right? Because as soon as people become uncomfortable, that's when the game no longer works. That's so right. That's, that's never right. going to happen. You're never going to see complete chaos. You're just going to what we we have become essentially batteries. It, it reminds me of the Matrix. Oh, dude! It, it literally does. I mean, I work six months out of the year for free. Yeah. You, you know, and that, and that's just one level, man. Look, 
we got to buy some more time at some yeah. point. But that's not the ultimate fix. Well, I it's think just what it reset. comes down to, Chad, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also disagree in the fact that we could still have time to fix it. And, you know, this is going to take good people with good hearts getting involved and speaking the truth and standing without fear and other people will join in. You know, there's, there's numerical data that says this right now. I just did a big long rant on my story yesterday about it where I kind of yelled at everybody. Um, but guys, you know, 80% of the population agrees that shit is pretty fucked up. You know, if you look at any poll outside of a straight up Biden approval poll, all right, how is Biden's handling Afghanistan? 80% strongly disagree. How is, uh, the Biden administration handling coronavirus? 80% strongly disagree. Uh, are you for, uh, or, or against restaurants asking for vaccine passports or vaccine information? 80% say no. These are all liberal polls, by the way. These are big liberal media outlets, which means that 80% is probably 95%. All right. And you, and what we have here is the pacifiers that you're talking about have created this scenario where, where they've been allowed to create a perception that isn't real. Because when you say that America doesn't uh, represent what it is, no, it sure doesn't here. Sure doesn't. Yeah. But when I go out in the real world, and I talk to real people. People are good. People are willing to help each other. You're Pe- right. You know, I don't walk into a, a, a black neighborhood here in St. Louis and they all hate me. Like, it might be a little weird because I'm the only <laughs> white dude. But after about five minutes, everything's cool. Right. And so, dude, people are representing America. But what they want us to believe is that if you believe in America and you believe in freedom and the things this country was founded upon, um, you know, all men are created equal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If, if you believe in that, you're, you're an extremist or you're, dude, they put a terrorist watch list. You saw this. Might be on it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm up there. I'm working my way up. But the point is, is like, it's comical, right? Because they put this terrorist watch list out. The next fucking week, dudes are falling off an airplane trying to escape terrorism, r- real terrorism. Literally the next week, you know, and we, we, we have a media problem where they are, dude, we have a greed problem. We have the greediest people in the world wanting more and more and more. We have a sin problem. Yeah, that's It goes right. back to the original yeah. conversation. Yeah. Everything that drives, drives all of this, it falls under the category of sin. Yeah. Coveting, greed. Yeah. Um, that's selfishness, all of that, yeah. man. Uh, you know, I, dude, you're exactly right, Andy. If we could convince the majority of our nation to love God and love their neighbor. If but, but you have to do both. Yeah. You have to love God because it has to be something bigger than yourself. You have to have some sort of standard that you can adhere to. That's right. Love God. Love your neighbor. Dude, we could turn this around before this podcast is over. It's a fact. And, and, yeah. and, and you, I, I love the hope that you're providing through your perspective because yeah. my perspective is ugly. Yeah. It would buy us time. Well, I don't your think, per, I don't your think perspective it's, is providing hope even for me right now. I love hearing you say this. Well, man. bro, I don't think it's. I don't think your concern is invalid. I mean, there's days that I have and I'm like, holy shit, dude. I, I'll come in and tell Sal. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, uh, we're completely screwed. He's like, what do you mean? And because like, dude, everybody around here knows. And if you follow me on social, I take this shit serious, dude. I do too. Like, like this isn't, 
the the state of the country and the world is something that I carry on my shoulders every day. And whether it's justified or not, a lot of, some people will message me and they say, why do you, why do you think you're leading the world? I know I'm not leading the world, but I'm leading one or two or three people. Yep. Right. And that's important. And so I take this shit serious. And there's days I come in and Sal's like, man, dude, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, um, do you not see what's going on? Like, you know, that's how serious I take it. And, uh, it, it's become like, and I know this sounds so weird, dude, and it sounds egotistical too, but like, I've come to the point and I told my friend Ian Smith, this, who's been on the front lines of, of, of defying some of this stuff the whole year, dude, it's come to the point where I think like, this is actually my purpose in life is to help people work through this shit. I agree. Like I think all of us that are here right now in this world are here for a reason to, to handle this difficult time. Otherwise God wouldn't have put us here. I, I believe that you're right. Like dude. And I've always felt my, and this is sounds so weird, dude. I've always felt my entire life. Even when I was a little fat, nobody that nobody really gave a fuck about. I always felt like I was here to do something. And so for a long time, I thought it was to build this company and employ all these people and do this and make a lot of money and this and that. And I did all that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm still doing it. And now I'm sitting here thinking like, well, fuck. That wasn't the point. The point here is that I'm here to help these people get this country back online and get our humanity back online. Mm -hmm. And like, we we need leaders right now. We need people to stand up. And that, you know, Martin Luther King wasn't a, uh, th this on day one, wasn't this well-known guy. He was just a guy that went out and started talking truth. That's it, brother. You know, and we need, like, there's, there is the future Martin Luther King or uh, the Abraham Lincoln or the Ulysses Grant, um, true American heroes. They are out there right now. And my fear is that they're being, they're being persuaded by all the negativity to lose hope and that we're going to lose out on the gifts of our generation, which is, we have some great people out there that we don't even know are great yet. Mm. And like, that could be you listening right now. And you have this inside of your heart and you're saying, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sal, you posted that video the other day. Was that your most popular video ever? Yeah. I already know it was, but I mean, by how much? Thousand X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all that is, is this man saying, hey, um, this is what I see happening. And this is what I see the truth is. And, Guys, you know, there's a lot of you out there that are meant to be great, amazing leaders of your community at the minimum that are not speaking up or taking action yet. And you have no idea how many people out there are just waiting for you to stand up and say, hey, I'm done with this shit. This isn't right. And, and dude, when you do that, you will find your tribe. And that's what frustrates me about the influencers because they already have this, yeah. this massive channel that they could, they could execute on. And, and yeah, dude, maybe a couple of the people that, that bought your stuff aren't going to buy it anymore, but I'm going to tell you what, uh, you're going to gain about 20,000. Not that you should even do it for that reason, but fuck dude, if you're really that worried about a dollar, you're, you're missing the boat because dude, people will support people that they believe have their interests in mind. And I don't know, man. Well, we've we've seen that in our own in our own platform with three or seven project and and even my own personal brand. When you come out 
and and you stand up for American values, American principles, freedom, liberty, right? You do. You're gonna you're gonna lose people, but the backfill it's is huge. always more, Way more than you lose. Way more yeah. than you lose. It, it really and, is. And, and, and the difficult part for people that are like trying to play the PC political correctness has ruined the country. That's a fact. Yeah. Polit- like people say, oh, I don't like the way he talks. It doesn't matter how I talk. I tell the truth. Okay. And the reason that we are where we are is because 25 years ago, they started saying, well, you probably shouldn't say it that way. You should say it this way. Yep. You know, you can't really say that term anymore. You should say this. And then step by step by step by step, we are, we have been neutered of the truth. Mm. Okay. And it's been gradual. It's like boiling a frog in water. We've all heard the analogy, right? So we are in a scenario where we need people to just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. And use the words that we have to tell the truth. Like words freaking matter. Man. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole nother concept that we could get to talk about is how they're diluting the meaning of words now. You yep. know, the culture that's being put into us, you guys have to understand. Like when you watch this shit on TV and you see dudes falling from airplanes or people being left behind or people being, dude, this shit is orchestrated. It is done on purpose. There are decisions that are being made on purpose to create a more chaotic environment in this country for you and your family. And for you to stand by and stand with the people doing it is treason to yourself. And that's what that people have not grasped yet. They haven't understood that they're selling themselves out by believing the shit that these people are just making mistakes. Listen, man, this guy's an idiot, but nobody's that big of an idiot. Nobody. <laughs> okay. And how many times does it have to happen for it to be a coincidence? Like if we, and I said this on the podcast for a year, if we went in and we said, okay, what are the steps that we need to do to destroy this country's fabric forever? It would be the game plan that they've been dang running. Straight, fucking running. You're dying straight, man. Period. And that goes for the dude. I mean, I just, I mean, just the simple, take the most recent event, you know, the evacuation of Afghanistan. I'm convinced that me and my college roommates, 36 beers in, could come up with a better fucking tactical strategy. <laughs> Sal, that's the point. No, no I understand. That's true. I, no, I, I that, so, because people, people have the, the idea. This is dude. What this comes back to is people's naive nature about other people. Okay. There are bad people out there real bad. That's right. And so what's happening is they've, they've manipulated a portion of our, of our population, not a large portion anymore, by the way, 80% see it's wrong. 80%. There's still people though. And I believe that those people actually see it's wrong too, but I think they're too stubborn to actually address the issue within themselves because it's a very powerful thing for you to attach your identity to something. And let me give you a practical example of this. Forever, what kind of trucks did I drive? Chevy. I drove Chevy trucks, dude, my whole life. That was it. Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. If you drove a Ford, fuck you. Like that was how I felt, okay? Now, this is a stupid example. You're going to be like, oh, but this is exactly what people are doing. So I've attached my identity to being loyal to Chevy, okay? And for 10 years, I drove an inferior truck to the fucking one. So, so eventually, I got so pissed off. I ended up buying, Sal bought a Ford, and I made fun of him. Like, dude, you're a sellout. You bought a Ford. That's a nice truck, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, dude, just drive it. Just drive it down the street. I drove it down the street, and I'm like, <laughs> this thing is awesome. And like, it was painful to admit. I was like, ah, 
I'm wrong. Yeah. And I, what I walk in and say, I said, damn, dude, I've been wrong. That truck's fucking and nice. you know what I did? I went and sold, I, I went and got rid of my Chevy and I got a Ford and now I'm happier than ever. Okay, now that sounds stupid, but it's the same thing people are doing right now. They're address, they're attached their identity to this belief of I'm a Democrat. I stand with Biden. I hate Trump. I am pro-vaccine mandate. I am, COVID is killing everybody. I am this. Like you, you guys, there's so many, they have attached their actual personal idea. Dude, if you go on Instagram, there are people that have put fully vaccinated in front of their name on Instagram. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. So they, this identity that they've created for these people to attach to is so strong that they can't, they, they don't even understand that they've done this, right? They're not aware enough to understand that they've attached their identity to something. And what they don't understand on top of that is that if they detached from it, they would be the most free they've ever been in their entire life. They would carry the least amount of weight and be the most happy to detach themselves from those identities. And so one of the things that I've been working on for the last couple of years, which is something that I was the complete opposite of for a long time, for a long time. Chad, you know I like cars and I'm a car guy. I'm still wondering what's the most you've ever spent on a car. <laughs> I've been waiting uh, it's since a lot. the last a lot. podcast. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got cars that people don't know I got. <laughs> so, yeah. You probably got a few Emily don't even know about, right? Uh, <laughs> Emily might not know how much they cost. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she does not. Yeah. <laughs> so, Emily's very supportive. She understands that I don't have many hobbies, and that's like my passion. Yeah. So, uh, and she's starting to like it too. Well, in defense, they're also investments. Oh, yeah. I'm, listen, I'm up millions of dollars in my car collection. If I looked at it as a stock, I think I did the math the other day. I'm up $6 million positive awesome, on my man. collection. So, like, dude, so I enjoy it and I make money on it, but I, I really do it because I enjoy it. But the point is I drove Lamborghinis forever and ever and ever. All right. I fucking hated Ferrari. And it's the same thing. I, I freed myself from that. I, this sounds so stupid, right? But it's the same concept. 100%. I freed myself from this identity attachment with Lamborghini because eventually they abused me to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And I, like, dude, what happened was I was spending tons of money on a race team they came out with a real special car and then they said I couldn't have it. Okay. I couldn't even buy it. And I'm like, well, fuck you guys then. And I switch. I, at first I switched out of spite, but what I did was I detached myself from that identity. And now guess what? I found this new family over here with Ferrari. We're sponsoring their race team. I love the people. I love the dealer. I go down probably once every two months, to talk to the owner of the dealer. He, he's, he's uh, 80 years old. Dude, he sits down with, this guy was personal friends with Enzo Ferrari, who is a legend in the automotive world. And he sits there with me and DJ for hours and talks about all these stories that they create. Like, dude, it's it's totally made my life better by detaching from this other relationship. And so what I've been working on the last few years is trying to never have those attachments. I just try to see things for what they are and try to not let my ego attach to them so then I'm also free to change as things go. And what that does, guys, is that allows you to make critical decisions about your life that actually make you more effective and happier, right? And we we have a big problem with this going on in the world right now because everybody wants to say, you're wrong, I'm right. No, dude, look at the world. Nobody's right right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't argue about who's wrong and right. We have to, we have to come together and say, hey, uh, clearly this is not sustainable. Clearly, it's causing problems. 
Clearly, we have work to do, and we have to stop identifying each other with these labels, such as, which they push down our throats, by the way, such as black or white or gay or straight or this or that. We listen, we are human beings, and we have to start seeing and acting as if we are human beings. If we ever want this to get better, you, you know, you, you know who said said that Jesus said that we are all one in Christ. That's the solution. That's exactly what you're talking about, Andy. Yeah, you're right. And I want to go back to what how what um what Sal just said. Uh, you and your buddies after you know a, a, a case of, uh, yeah. a case of beer deep could have made a better plan. Here's one of the thing the most dangerous things that you can do right now. And, and anytime this is just this is a tactic. The most dangerous thing that you can do is to to think or imagine that these people that are that are blundering these plans are dumb. Never think that they are dumb. What do they say about the devil? The greatest trick that the devil ever did was to what? To convince you he's not real. That's, That's right. exactly right. Never think that these people are dumb. And a lot of you guys are looking at what's happening in our nation and in Afghanistan and you're it's like beating your head against the wall. Because you're trying to apply logic to something that is quite obviously illogical. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's what's happening. See, did you? I'm sure you guys know this. War is the most profitable business plan on earth. Billions. Do you think for a minute that anyone up top that's calling the shots right now actually wants us out of Afghanistan? No, they're all getting kickbacks from all their buddies they that do, own the companies. They, they would love nothing more than for us to be there for another 20 years, but they needed a reason for us to be there for another 20 years. They're getting that reason. These people are evil geniuses, man. Don't think that they're dumb. You need to be looking at what the you want to apply logic, apply logic to the agenda that they're actually carrying out before our eyes. Well, ask yourself, just ask yourself, look at it real simply, okay? This is like when you have a girlfriend or something or a boyfriend that's cheating on you or doing something weird or like, you know, doing something not right. Like kind of like what we talked about that deal this morning. Hey, I saw that happen. No, it didn't happen, right? So we, all you have to do is observe the situation, and then ask yourself what the intent of the situation is. Because that what they are doing, and to your point, this is 100% fact, and I could see it very clearly. You could see it very clearly. A lot of people have a really good heart, and they're like, oh, man, these guys are really screwing up. Yeah. We screwed up. No, they want you to think that they're dumb. They want you to take the fucking blame and say, oh, we screwed up. And then they go on their ways with their billions of dollars, I and mean, you get brother. totally screwed. Okay, so ask yourself in these situations when you see all this crazy shit happening, what is the intent? What if if they were would it make sense if if this if the intent was to destroy this, would it make sense what they're doing? You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So if you ask yourself what the intent is based off the actions that you observe, the answer always provides itself. And what happens is we as humans tend to sometimes not like the answer. So we do this thing called giving them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So how many times are we going to give them the benefit of the doubt? Because for me, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt one time. I got to give you a round of applause. Oh, thank you. I, I'm just disappointed out of a million and a half views. You didn't watch my video. 
Dude, you, what you I'm just raised said, in the no, woods. No, I'm the just first you. thing I'm going to do when I leave here is watch that no, dang video, man. No, but what I said is people think they're incompetent. No, they're fucking intentional. Like, they're yes, fucking sir. us. You just don't, you you fail. It's to not incompetence. It's calculated. That's correct. And it, they they see like, oh, this this these old people are just, he's incompetent. No, motherfucker. Like, what they are doing is very fucking, yeah. it's on purpose. You're like, the incompetent oh, yeah. yeah, we, but I think to Andrew's <laughs> point where we're saying that, you know, one is ego, right? You have an, it's a, there's an, inherent piece of us that we want to hold on that we're right. Yeah. Well, what happens if you're wrong? Well, you then you say you're wrong and you move on. But that's okay, right? <laughs> like that's that ability right there, right now with this time and all the tension. This is a good time have. to do that. It's a great time yeah. to fucking look around and say, you know what, man, what the fuck? Maybe I'm wrong. Dude, I saw, mm. I've seen all these tweets and all these posts like getting reposted in the last like three or four days of people who say, man, like, sh- like shit, like, you know, I really regret my vote for Biden or I, uh, you know, Biden is who they told us Trump was shit like this or, or people publicly apologizing for buying into the shit, bro. Not one of those people is being blasted. Every single one of those people is being embraced and saying, thank you. Thank you for telling the truth. You know? So like guys, while telling the truth and saying and admitting you're wrong might seem scary as hell. The truth is, is that people respect it and people love it. And they might say like, for example, like Dave who was sick, and, you know, I said, uh, when he got better, I said, hey, Dave, now, you know, you're a fucking idiot, right? right. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if you could have came to me the first couple of days, I could have helped you out. You wouldn't have got us sick. You see what I'm saying? So I'll tell him, we might tell him like, hey, yeah, dude. That's the kind of people we are, yeah. man. That's the kind of people, that's the kind of people like we are, man. Yeah. That's exactly That's Americans, right. dude. Pe- yeah, people, yeah. and you even go deeper on, I can go deeper on this on from a moral perspective. People ask me all the time because- uh, I don't separate myself from people that don't believe like me. So I have homosexual people in my life that I love and pour into. I have, uh, my wife is a recovering drug addict. I've walked through her with that process. People say, how do you, 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 you telling me that you can love someone that is living this lifestyle? Well, yeah. That's the kind of people we are. You know why? Because you have to get to a place in your life where you're mature enough to separate that sin or that person's fault or that person's bad decision from the person. You have to separate those two things, all right? There's an awesome human locked in everyone out there, right? They're just under some sort of bondage. And whether that bondage came from the result of a bad decision or a bad lifestyle choice, that doesn't mean they're terrible people, man. And that's the way we're supposed to believe. And that's the way we're supposed to treat each other. That's how we can love each other unconditionally, no matter what we choose to do. DJ, if you went out and did something just off the wall, stupidest crap tomorrow, I'd still love you, brother. A hundred percent. Because I know you're a good dude. And, and I can separate that decision, that choice, that sin from who I know you are as God's creation, a child of God, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I to that point love too, you, it's man. like, I mean, how, how can I judge you when I know I'm not perfect? Like, so I, I didn't make no, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just stupid. I, one point that I think about or think about with all of this going on is, is just how naive people are, right? And something came to my mind when we were talking about, you know, the, we talk a lot about the frog and the boiling water, right? Well, there are so many people right now that are saying, no, the water's not boiling. This is just a fucking hot tub. You know, right? And so when we talk about, you know, admitting you're wrong, admitting you're wrong, that's the easy part. That's that's the easiest decision. There's a lot more worse things that can happen when you don't do that. And like that frog in the pot, 
What happens to him if he stays in there? He dies. You know, there there's some some really terrible consequences that you know come. what's funny, dude, is that I was there's so much hypocrisy on both sides of this politically. It is. It's, it's disgusting. Like the worst, like like dude, I I, I watched and, and you know, I read this story. <clears throat> um, there was a famous porn star who went to CPAC, mm-hmm. which is a, a conservative uh a conservative group, okay. And she went to CPAC, she wanted to support it, kicked her out. And everybody's like, yeah, porn star, evil, evil, evil. Oh, oh, yeah. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, man, who who did Jesus hang out with, dude? The freaking tax collectors. The, G- the Jesus the, hung out with the prostitutes. The whores, the prostitutes. Yes. That's it, man. And dude, that, so I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here, I'm seeing all these conservatives who think they're holier than thou, uh, you know, because everybody says, oh, you're, you're a conservative. You're all right. No, I'm not. I am not at all. I, I actually believe in the Constitution and freedom yeah. overall. Okay. But. The thing is, is that these guys can't recognize how 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 much hypocrisy they're actually doing when they're supposed to represent traditional Christian values and moral values of, of the Bible and of Jesus. And Jesus was the guy who would go into the diseased and he would work with them and talk to them and make them not feel alone. He was the guy who would talk to the prostitutes. And, you know, dude, this is what he did. And it's weird to me. That we, dude, I think you're, the more I'm talking this out, the more I'm realizing how right you are, dude. Like, we are just way off track. Like, from, no, I'm just saying. From, that means a lot to me, yeah, Andy. No, I, I'm just talking it out because, like, when you have the group of people who are supposed to represent the the those values, uh, exiling people who they don't necessarily agree with because of what they do for a living or how they live their lives, that is not the way it's ever supposed to be. It's never supposed to be that way. Nope. And and you guys we screwed it up. Yeah, we did. And and we have to get back to that, dude. We have to get back to having grace and having understanding and understanding that we can we can not live this exact same life and we can work towards Come on, brother. Yeah. Come on. When yeah. I get an RV, I want an RV by the way. Yeah, yeah. When I get <laughs> one, I'm going to travel this entire freaking nation for free. And spread that exact message. Funny, that's funny you mentioned that. Because that's exactly I'm actually, what I'm going to do. Well, you come with me because I'm actually buying a tour bus right now to do the exact same thing. <laughs> Brother, you let me I've know. Been I'll put it on I've the been working on it for the last man. two weeks. By the way, I want to introduce a business opportunity to anybody listening. Um, every single tour bus website out there is garbage. If you want a clean house and you could start a tour bus business and just make some nice website and make it searchable so we could see what you have and what, like, dude, here's what I'm saying. If you own a tour bus company and you exist currently, your website is fucking garbage. Okay. And I'm just telling you. It's because consulting. I have, I'm trying to buy a million dollar fucking bus right now and I can't buy one because I can't see the motherfucking shit online. So somebody make up the thing, make up the website and and sell me a bus. See, Chad, that's the, maybe yeah. that's your money opportunity so yeah. you can afford your passive income for your RV. I can set, I can structure yeah. this. So, I'm, I, I I'm pretty figure, good at the business I, structure I'm thing. Add, I, I just want an old junky RV, man. Yeah. I just want something that'll run. I'm like, gonna, dude, I'm going to wrap it with this logo. We're going to go around. We're going to talk about freedom. We're going to talk gotta about- You got to let me in on that. Bro, Andy. I'm in. I've already, I've got five or six of my buddies who are who are on the same track. They're, we're all going to do it for free. It's going to be our way of service. It's not a political thing. We're not running for office. We just want to come- Talk about these values. Send it, brother. We'll pack yeah. out freaking stadiums. I know dude. we will. Let me tell you what, man. God gave me a vision about a year ago. 
that that we were that we were going to pack stadiums. I've had this vision. Okay? It's coming, son. Dude, I'm getting chills, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. We him and I have been talking about like I I've been I've been talking about taking a leave from here just to do this. You know, I'm I'm going to do it. What the freaking crap? Yeah. We don't talk, man. I know. Let's do this, man. Yeah. I want to leave y'all with something real quick. I want to leave y'all with something. All right. I'm about to hit some scripture up on the Real AF podcast right here. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and on his and his name was called the Word of God. And and the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth went a two-edged sharp sword that he could smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of God Almighty. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. We win, son. We, we win. win. I know that. That's- Y'all want hope? We win. All right? That's your hope. You cannot die. We win. Me, Andy, Sal, and DJ are about to come to your local freaking stadium and pack it out, and we're going to give you some hope. We're going to give you some things to live by. Right? And we don't want your freaking money, man. No. Because it's, it's, it's more than that to us. All I want is for people to come listen and go home and live a little bit better. That's it, brother. Yeah. And this isn't, this isn't anything more than that. Cause like, dude, I, I, I met with a couple politicians here recently here in town who are good people. I know they're good people. Um, and we started talking about ideas, how, how to revive the country, how to revive America. And it's going to take that. You just changed my mind. I said earlier that that the, the, uh-huh. the, that this needs to be uh, yeah. tore down from the ground up. There needs to be rebuilt. Maybe we can avoid this. We can rebuild it from the ground Maybe up. Maybe we can re- rebuild this yeah. in a peaceful way we can. by empowering people through exactly what we are talking about doing. That, that's why I came here. I, I, need, I needed to have this conversation. You, you just You set me on a better path than I was when I walked into this room. Well, that's the best thing about having Chad Wright on the show, bro, because that that is 100% mutual. I guarantee it's mutual for every single person to listen to this episode, too. This might be my favorite episode we ever did. Time went by like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. Well, dude, thanks for coming through, man. Gentlemen, God bless y'all and all that you do. You know I love you, each and every one of you. It was a true honor. Love yeah. you right back. Love you too, bro. Guys. Thank you so much for listening. You got anything you want to add? No, no. Okay. That's what I was just going to say. That we don't need a new house. We just remodel it. Oh, we can do it. A little remodel. A little like renovation. That. You know what I mean? I like a that. new <laughs> kitchen and a bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you know what it is? It's just reminding people, man. It's just reminding people. It's reminding people. Dude, everybody's sick of living in this virtual bullshit. It's reminding people. We're, we're going to get it done. So, um, guys, as a reminder, pay the fee for the show, please. If you got value, if it made you think, if it gave you perspective, which I'm very confident this one should have. If it didn't, you don't have a pulse. Um, <laughs> but find a new show. Yeah, it's the truth. I'm over here with chills. Th- Dude, I don't ever get chills during the show. I got chills three or four times. Three, yeah, same. Yeah. Same. So, uh, bro, just thanks for coming through, man. You're a powerful dude. Like, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know that you understand how powerful your voice is, but it is powerful. And uh, I, I love you for it, man. I appreciate, I appreciate everything that you're about, everything that you stand for and everything that you do in this world. And uh, dude, anytime you want to come on, uh, you are more than welcome to be on. Who y'all, brother? Thank you so much, Andy. All right, guys, that's the show. I love you guys. Talk to you next time. Sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Does a no headshot. Case closed. Close.